Welcome to the Patient Activation Network podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cavallo. I have with me today two guests. You may know from her work on uh, Fox Sports or Dancing with the Stars. What you may not know is she's a cervical cancer survivor, Erin Andrews. Erin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And thank you for being here. I also have with me today Dr. Jessica Shepard. Dr. Shepard, before we get going, could you tell us a little bit about your practice? Yeah, you know, I'm an OBGYN, and what I do is I see women for their preventative uh, services, um, and what we focus on is when they come in for their annuals is focusing on the pap smear and HPV together, uh, because what we really want to do is we want to screen for cervical cancer. That is the best way to screen for cervical cancer, and as you hear from Aaron's story, you know, cervical cancer really is preventable and treatable, and so that's what we focus on. We want women to be inspired today by her story and also learn. And let's get right into Aaron's story. Now, Aaron, for those of our listeners who may not know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I feel like we're on a dating website right now. I'm 40. I'm not single. I have a dog named Howard. He's a golden retriever. No, I'm, uh, like you mentioned, I'm a sports reporter. I've worked in the NFL, college basketball, college football. Uh, I've been doing it. I- I don't even want to tell you how long since I graduated from college last year. No joking. Um, And yeah, I uh, work on Dancing with the Stars as well. Done it for over five seasons and um, just somebody that likes to be active, in shape. I live a lifestyle where I'm on the road. I'm in, you know, two cities a week, on a plane four times a week. Um, So I just have to be really, really, really conscious of, you know, mentally and physically taking care of myself, which is why before every NFL season, I like to go to the doctor, uh, make sure I'm good to go for the season. And that's what I did a couple years ago. And I went to my OBGYN and she got back to me and said that I had tested positive for cervical cancer and that we had to take the steps to take care of it. And that's why we're here today. We're here to encourage women that no matter how busy their schedule is and no matter what they're juggling, that they need to make an appointment with their OBGYN and get in and get tested. Because if you do test positive for cervical cancer, you should know that it is treated. It is not a death sentence, and you know, use me as an example. You can you can um, beat this thing, but you have to get in. You have to get into your doctor and, and get tested for it. Now, let's take you back to that. It was early fall, 2016. You go for a routine exam. Um, you're busy. The football season's kicked off, and then you get that phone call from your doctor. Mm-hmm. Take us through what that was like. Um, it was awful. I mean, when you get a text message from your OBGYN on a Saturday, that's not good. I was getting ready for Giants-Eagles, and I was very focused on that. I remember I was in my meeting room, and then I get this text, kind of lost all feeling in my body, and uh, she told me what was going on, and I had to get my boyfriend at the time on the phone and my parents, and she just said, okay, these are the steps. we got to get you in ASAP. And um, I kept thinking, well, hold on. I have a Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to worry about this. But as I I realized pretty quickly, we better deal with it ASAP before it gets worse. So from there, we took the the right steps and and got several opinions and moved forward. And I understand you went into surgery pretty much right away. Yeah, I I did. And uh, one of the things that really inspired me as I was reading up on this was you had 
surgery on a Tuesday, uh, and you were on a plane later that week because you had an interview in Green Bay. How was it that you could go through a surgery early in, in the week and, and make it to work on the weekend? Well, it definitely wasn't advised, and my doctor at the time who did the surgery said I shouldn't, but um, it was Dallas Green Bay, and that was the year Dak and Ezekiel Elliott were rookies and killed the Packers in Lambeau, and they were retiring Brett's number in the Ring of Honor, so there was no way I was missing it. And I think I had to sit down with Jordy Nelson that Friday morning in Green Bay. So um, I'm a woman who loves my job, and I honestly, that was the best way for me to deal with the news that I was dealing with cervical cancer, so... I got on a plane. My husband and father followed me the next day and met me out there. And um, it was a very difficult weekend. And I was on a flight back that Sunday night to host Dancing with the Stars. But got through it, thankfully, with my family and my friends. And um, then, unfortunately, had to have another surgery a couple uh, a couple weeks later. So um, it, w- it was a trying time, but I got through it. And that's why I'm here today, to just encourage women to make that appointment with their OBGYN and go get checked out. Now, you mentioned your dad. Your dad also had a uh, prostate cancer back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you drew on from his experience to help you get through your patient experience? Well, he's an investigative reporter, and he is, you know, he just asks a ton of questions, and he just always wants to be really informed. And I remember when he told our family that he had prostate cancer, I just said, Dad, I'm going to get as many opinions, um, you know, from people that I know. I'm going to get doctors' names for you. So I kind of went into his investigative reporter mode, and, you know, I was just like, we're doing this, Dad. We're getting this out of your body. We're, we're going to get this done. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, he was the same way with me. My mother was, my sister my my husband um so yeah everybody was just kind of like we were with my dad when he told us he was sick as well and so how is he doing today my dad's great he's been in remission gosh for i basically seven eight years thank god yeah and so having that prior cancer experience you know, the whole family came together and helped you get through it. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Um, I've got a lot of concealer on under my eyes because it's been a very busy NFL (laughs) season with Thursday and Sunday night football, but divisional rounds this weekend, I cannot wait. And uh, yeah, just trying to, trying to truck along. This is a crazy time right now. And speaking of football, you work in a highly male-driven atmosphere. Mm-hmm. How were you able to talk to your coworkers about what you were going through? I didn't. I honestly, I was so focused on trying to, you know, do such a good job when I was dealing with something that was so personal. And I mean, like I said, my family and my friends knew what was going on, but um, it was, it's a big football season and I didn't want really to kind of bother anybody with that. I didn't want it affecting my work. And also my work is my safe zone. You know, for three to four hours, I got to worry about, you know, what, what adjustment the defense was going to make and how the offense was going to run the ball in the second half. So it was kind of a nice escape for me as well. I, I didn't bring it up to anyone really until um, we had gotten the all clear sign and um, the season was about over. Dr. Shepard, what advice would you give to women that are maybe going through a similar diagnosis? You know, and this is something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, is women who are either uh, diagnosed or um, come back after having uh, cervical cancer come back. So what I want to share with women is, even from Aaron's experience, is you can see that cervical cancer can be preventable and treatable. So it really is that moment when you decide for yourself to be, you know, a patient 
physician advocate for yourself and your own health advocate to make sure that you go to the doctor every year and get that PAP and HPV together because we know that HPV is actually the leading cause of cervical cancer. And so with the PAP and HPV together, we're actually able to detect most cervical cancers, more than 90%. And so with that, you know, a surety of having, being able to diagnose that type of cancer, we know that if we get it early, we can treat it and we can prevent it from being something that is, you know, life-threatening. So again, establishing a relationship, going to your doctor every year and getting that PAP and HPV together and making sure that you're a health advocate for yourself. And, you know, you can really get a lot of information and resources on changethestat.com. And that was, was really helpful for women to at least have the resources available them, to them at all times if they ever forget or if they want a refresher. Um, and just going to your doctor every year. Erin said that she traveled on two planes yeah, Green yeah. Bay, Wisconsin isn't a direct flight, people, so from L.A. So if she can do that, yeah. then I think that women can take that <laughs> afternoon to get to the doctor, yeah. get that PAP and HPV together, and uh, do a world of, of greatness for themselves. Yeah, and, and when I was researching this, the stats are staggering. Uh, every two hours, one woman dies of, yeah. of cervical cancer. I didn't realize how widespread spread this cancer is because I feel that most people don't talk about it. Oh yeah, it, you know, you know, we're kind of socialized to think anything below the belt is something that you don't want to talk about. Um, any women's health issues are often on the back burner. And so th the fact that we're here today and we're talking about cervical cancer, we're talking about her experience, you know, I really applaud Erin for being able to take her experience, bring it to the forefront and allowing women to, you know, hide um, from that shame of talking about something below the belt and get to their doctor. So that's really the message today is from Aaron's experience, you know, from my expertise of being a OBGYN is to encourage women to empower them to get to their doctor and get their PAP and HPV together. And encourage men as well. I mean, yes. my, my outreach for men is huge. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like I speak to men every Thursday night and, and Sunday afternoon. I mean, and that's, you know, half and half of, of my audience, really. And, um, you know, encourage. That's one thing when I came forward with my story, I then went and worked a Super Bowl. And the amount of men on the sidelines of the field that were coming up to me and big football players and, and everything, like, thank you for doing this. And I would just say to them, encourage the women in your life, your mom your sister, your girlfriend, your you know wife, yep. anybody to go get checked. So it's not only on the women, but the men in their life um, to encourage them to take time for themselves and go make an appointment with their OBGYN. Now, one of the things I read was that you didn't really experience many signs or symptoms, that you felt great going into your exam, that this was a shock. Is this the case for most women, or, or what are the typical signs and, and symptoms of cervical cancer? You know, and that's the thing I hear um, about cervical cancer is that people expect some certain sign or symptom. Most times women won't actually have a sign or symptom because it's at a cellular wow. level. So it's on the cervix, it's cells that we detect that are abnormal or precancerous or even cancerous at the time that we take the uh, pap screening test. So really it boils down to us getting that HPV typing when we do the pap and HPV together for us to determine has this woman been exposed to a high-risk HPV type? And if they have been, has it turned the cells on the cervix to some type of abnormality that we need to take care of right away? So going back to what we've said from the beginning, cervical cancer is preventable, treatable. Get to your doctor. 
Um, make sure that you know your resources and checking the website, changethisstat.com, because we want women to be empowered and we want them to be in their best health. But the way that you can do that is making sure that you're your best health advocate. And we're going to make sure that we share those links and resources on our podcast notes. As we're getting to the end of the show here, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, closing thoughts is that as women, often we take ourselves, we take care of everyone else before we take care of ourselves. But I'm hoping that through this show today that women will hear from Erin's experience that they need to put themselves first and take care of themselves first so that they can take care of all the other people in their family, in their life. And so again, we want women to establish wonderful relationships with their doctor. If they feel that they're not getting the best out of their doctor's visits, then find another doctor. Um, also making sure that in between the ages of 30 and 65 that they're getting the PAP and HPV together, making sure that we can detect the HPV on that PAP screen test. And also PAP smears start actually at the age of 21. So at the age of 21, making sure that you establish yourself as a, a woman for your well woman visit, and then at the age of 30 to 65, getting that HPV um, on your PAP smear as well. Well, Aaron and Dr. Shepard, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for for all the great information. And Aaron, thank you for sharing your inspirational story. And we wish you continued success and health in the future. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. She's Dr. Shepard and Aaron Andrews. I'm Matt Cavallo. This has been the Patient Activation Network podcast. We look forward to bringing you another inspirational story soon.